0: The stories in scripture of healing are both promising and terrifying. They're promising because we know what it is to be in need of healing. We've each had experiences where there seemed to be no answers or the path to wholeness is so uncertain that we want the healing stories of scripture to become our stories too. I think we think through this and say, well, if we're going to apply the best in medicine to whatever it is that ails us, why don't we also apply prayer to our ailment? Looking at the stories of Scripture, we plead with God that we will be among the ones who are healed by Jesus. But these same stories have an element of terror because They might not be available to us, and we fear that even in our request for healing, we might be one who isn't healed. Perhaps we've thought through these stories and determined that their miraculous recoveries can be explained away by modern science. And so we keep the power of Jesus' healing at a distance from us. We put these passages of scripture in a category that really won't touch us, because we are afraid, afraid to ask for God's healing power, because if it doesn't happen as we expect, we might be disappointed. The promising and terrifying aspects of healing prayer are what my family and I faced when my father was first diagnosed with cancer. On the one hand, we wondered, who are we to ask for healing prayer? Doesn't God already know that we need it? And isn't healing what every person who has cancer want? Well, my father was a Methodist minister, and so he was put on the prayer lists of many churches, people that he knew throughout his ministry. And they kept him informed of how they were praying for him, and he kept them informed as to his process in battling cancer. And imagine the delight that we had in sharing after surgery and eight months of treatment that there was no cancer to be found. I also am reminded as I think about healing prayer of my first spiritual director, Betsy. She was probably about my age when she and I first started our relationship, as she, her as my spiritual director. I was in my early twenties. And she and her husband John had a son who was born deaf. Betsy and John had been a part of healing prayer throughout their life together, both of them Episcopal priests, and they had had profound experiences with healing prayer. Yet when they were faced with what to do with their son who could not hear, they were uncertain about whether or not to take him into a healing prayer circle because they did not want to convey to them his, their son that he was in any way less than or not perfect for them. After talking with some trusted friends, they decided that they would indeed bring him into a community for healing prayer. And he was engaged in what they called soaking prayer several times a week with people laying their hands upon him and praying for him at other times throughout the week. For both my father and for Betsy and John, the prayers of the community assisted them in their faith experience. Being a part of a healing prayer group gave them each a voice for their longings, even when they had feelings of doubt or exhaustion. The prayers of the faithful strengthened them. The faith and hope they saw demonstrated in the people who prayed encouraged them to boldly ask for what they wanted most. They, we, wanted healing. We're not bold enough, I believe, to ask for this on our own. To risk the disappointment of our prayers not being answered is something that we'd rather not face. But the amazing thing of healing prayer, the amazing thing that happens when we participate with others in requesting God's healing is that we become become aware of the expansive love of God. There is an assurance demonstrated in healing prayer in the community of the faithful that God will not forget the need of the individual. And this became profoundly true to my family and I when my father's cancer returned and he informed all of those who had prayed before that it was in his lung. And he started the process of treatment And his weeks turned into months. And what had been a hopeful situation looked less hopeful for his recovery. He reminded each of us of the story of Lazarus in the 11th chapter of John. You know the story where Martha greets Jesus and tells him, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And so Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And my father reminded us that, yes, Lazarus was raised from the dead, and yet he did eventually die. Reminding us of these stories of our faith brought to our attention that God is a part of all of this. And even though the prognosis looked bleak, the healing that had happened months before was still real. The months following my father's death, The faith came back to us to sustain us. For Betsy and John, their experience of healing prayer did not result in their son regaining his hearing. But after several months of soaking prayer, they described the experience and the change in each of them as nothing short of remarkable. Their son, who had been a part of a school and earlier had been told that he might not be able to still attend there because of his obstinance and difficulty, had completely changed. He began to be open to learning, eager. Their families' experiences changed. And although they said they can't separate the healing of the prayers from that of the doctors and the counselors and the teachers, one thing they knew for sure, God was in the midst of this. participating in healing prayer reveals to us what the power of Jesus is. Sometimes we may think that our faith is utilitarian, but it is not. Our faith is relational. And as we pray to Jesus our deepest desires for healing and join with others in the spiritual discipline of healing prayer, we find that it is our relationship with Jesus our trust in his desire for our healing, that saves us. Is the relationship with Jesus that transforms it all? Betsy and John wrote about this experience, and these are their words. There have been many unexpected healings brought to our entire family as the result of actively seeking the healing presence of Christ. We no longer see Nathan and his needs as the focus of our family. We see Christ as the center. It is our relationship with Christ that grows and develops through the act of healing prayer. Making our deepest desire known to God in our prayers helps us to know that God knows us and God loves us. Simply put, it is this intimate and vulnerable relationship with Jesus that saves us. Our relationship with Christ is too big for any one of us to hold on to singularly. God gives us this holy fellowship, this community with one another, and invites us to feast at the holy table where we are sustained and nourished and healed. So I encourage you as you come forward to participate in this holy meal, to accept God's invitation to draw near to him, and to take into yourself the healing and wholeness offered to us by God in Christ. Amen.